This is the Casper and Chris podcast. From News Talk KBOI, Boise. Listen to KBOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the Listen Live button. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 8.07 on Friday morning. Happy Friday to you. Rick Worthington in for Mike Casper today, who is still golfing in Oregon. Chris Walton's here, though. So at least there's somebody here that you're going to like. Or at least with whom you are probably (laughs) familiar. (laughs) Glad you're with us today. We'll have your damn near impossible question a little later on this hour. That means somebody's going to get a chance to win a $50 gift certificate to Deja Brew. Uh, We will have, actually, I think that's our sweet deal today. Yeah, that's a sweet deal. That starts up at 9 o'clock, if I'm not mistaken. If you want to be on that right away, you won't get in on it. Uh, The Dow is down 150. 51 points so far on the futures. Hmm. It's been fluctuating all week, so we'll see where that's at a little later today. Uh, We're talking about the Idaho Supreme Court and their ruling on uh, guns at private concerts and or venues, even though they're on public property. Uh, we'll also be talking about a lawsuit that involves transgenders. This is, uh, I, I think, anytime we talk about gender dysphoria, automatically you're going to have people that don't really understand what this is all about, nor do I. I understand medically what it's about, mm-hmm. but I don't understand what it's really about having not. Because you don't have it. That's correct. Um, you can empathize, but you can't know exactly what it's like. Well, I'm also not transgender, and I don't know what that's like. So here's here's the story so you understand what's going on. And I'm, I'm reading a story that was originally done by Idaho Reports, and uh, I, I think they've done a fairly good job on this. Uh, Idaho's chief U.S. magistrate judge, Raymond Patrico agreed to move forward a lawsuit involving two transgender people who claim Idaho's Medicaid program refused to pay for their gender-affirming medical care. Now, the plaintiffs in this case are transgender women. They both submitted prior authorization requests to the Idaho Department of Health and Welfare seeking genital reconstruction surgeries to treat their gender dysphoria, which was in fact, recommended by their physicians. But the Department of Health and Welfare denied coverage to both requests under Medicaid, saying that neither procedure was medically necessary. Okay. As far as they're concerned, it's like a plastic surgeon recommending a nose job for you. They're not going to pay for it because it's an elective surgery as far as they're concerned. Correct. Now, The doctor says it's needed because they have gender dysphoria. The state doesn't recognize that. Okay. So the plaintiff sued the Idaho Department of Health and Welfare over those denials, saying they uh, they violate, that is, the Equal Protection Clause. That's a pretty big one. The Due Process Clause, also a pretty big one. And multiple requirements of the Medicaid Act. 
Governor Brad Little, as you know, has previously said he does not support using Idaho Medicaid to pay for gender dysphoria treatments like surgeries, puberty blockers, or hormones. All right, so the judge in this case has allowed the lawsuit to move forward, citing that the plaintiff's equal protection claim court did grant the state's request to block suing the doctor who denied these requests. The plaintiffs may still sue here, and there's a lot of legal speak here that we probably don't need to get into, but basically, transgender women who are looking to change their gender, and they want the state to pay for it, and that is is always going to get some pretty firm cries of shenanigans. And it's, it's a very, it's a very complicated suit. Number one, but it has to do with treating people equally. And if a doctor is prescribing this particular type of care for someone who has gender dysphoria, is it really up to the state to say, no, 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 yeah. that doesn't the, work because it's elective? The most common opinion I've heard on, on this uh, doesn't disagree that uh, elective surgeries shouldn't be covered by Medicaid. They don't disagree with that at all. They think they should not. But what they disagree with is they think uh, gender dysphoria is something that a psychiatrist should treat and that it shouldn't be treated by essentially remodeling your genitalia. Correct. Very well said. Well, I don't know the exact term. I, remodeling is not what they remodeling call it. Remodeling was not the correct word. You don't call in a contractor for that. <laughs> oh, well, I think you're on the right track, though. But, yeah, there, there are people who say this is not something that uh, – Uh, I would find necessary. It's not something that you would find necessary, so there's no reason that anybody should find it necessary. The people who have gender dysphoria uh, definitely think it's uh, necessary. Apparently, so does their doctor, and that's where the conflict is. And there's precedent for this particular type of case based on what we've seen before. Medicaid is public money. Now, you'll recall that there was a prison inmate, a woman at a women's prison, who was... Basically, her doctor said the same thing. She has gender dysphoria, and she will also need this type of surgery in order to handle and treat that gender Mm -hmm. dysphoria. Sued the state when they said no. She won. She who is now a he. I think it's the other way around, actually. It It was a woman at a women's facility who believed she was, in fact, a man, as I recall. Do I have it backwards? I think so. I think the, the, the problem was the individual was, uh, let's put it this way, born with male genitalia. I thought it was uh, the other way. Well, and I could be wrong. I when, could be very wrong. When, Either in, way, though, I, I, the case is still the modern, same. Modern AP style, which is what a lot of people go by in journalism, uh, modern AP style, if you're saying transgender woman, you mean somebody who was born with male genitalia but is now essentially for all 
uh, intents and purposes. I okay, was under the impression for, that it was a... For 90% of, of intents and purposes is a woman. I understand your point. Absolutely. Okay. I thought Adri Edmo mm-hmm. is the person that I'm talking about. I thought this person was at a women's correctional facility when this particular uh, case was filed, in which case she is a woman at a woman's facility. I, I, I'm going to look it up because I don't know now. Yeah. I'm going to check. But I've got time to do it because we got to take a break. KBY right. News Time is 8.15. For your Google Play, simply say, hey, Google, play 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. It's 8.38, News Talk KBOI. Rick Worthington in for Mike Casper today. And Monday, by the way. He's taking a nice week off for uh, doing a little golfing. But he'll be back on Tuesday, and everybody can uh, say, well, good riddance, Rick. That's cool. (laughs) He'll still be here. You'll just be on a different microphone. I'll just be doing other things. We're taking Mm -hmm. your calls today at 208-336-3700, 1-800-529-KBOI, or pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. You can talk about anything you want because it's Open Phones Friday. I've talked about a couple of different issues today, one that has to do with gender-affirming medical care in the state of Idaho. We've also talked a little bit about the Idaho Supreme Court rejecting an appeal over a firearms ban at a private concert on public grounds. Talk about those if you want to or something else. It's up to you today. Rich is on the line, wants to talk about Hunter Biden. All right, Rich, thanks for calling, buddy. Well, you know, it's kind of interesting, this fixation that Republicans have on about Hunter. Uh, could you imagine if Democrats were all in an uproar because Tiffany Trump uh, didn't pay her taxes? I mean, it, it, it's the equivalent thing. They're both, neither one of them are involved in the government. Uh, you know, they're private citizens, and uh, they just can't get over this Hunter Biden thing, even though the prosecutor was picked by Trump as a Republican. And he said he said that he was no way influenced by the Biden administration on his decision with Hunter. Rich, I'm not going to get all the way with you on this. And I understand where you're going with this. So I'm not going to cut you off and I'm going to I'm going to let you talk a little bit more here. But. The Hunter Biden story isn't a nothing burger. It's not nothing because he has a direct tie to the president of the United States. He does have his ear and there are concerns about how much President Biden knew about all of this and when did he know it? And while I'm not sure that any of that can be proven, I mean, there's there's always this thing called Hunter Biden's laptop that we always hear about. Right. But. I mean, it's not a nothing burger, Rich. Well, uh, his taxes and all that really are. They, uh, he's a private citizen. He's a sibling of the. He's he has no more influence with Biden than Tiffany Trump had with Trump. The, the Hunter wasn't in the administration, and they haven't found, and they, they haven't found any evidence of you know other than the tax fraud, which was. 
thoroughly investigated by a Republican, and and he said that Biden didn't influence his decision on sentencing, uh, but they they still won't let that go. And as far as all the rest of the stuff, they're, they haven't produced any evidence, not proof. They just haven't produced any. All they've had is innuendo for like five years on this. Well, and, and you know, most of the Republicans that we hear from, they weren't concerned with his back taxes. They weren't concerned with the fact that he had purchased a firearm. Their main concern is they believe that he was uh, – uh, taking money from foreign governments was therefore a foreign agent, but taking money from foreign governments for uh, favors within the high government of the United States, meaning his father. And it's like you say, we have not yet seen the the evidence. They they do claim it exists. They claim they've got whistleblowers. They claim they've got uh, communiques, things like that. But we haven't yet seen them. But I think that is what most of the Republicans right now are still concerned about, or at least, uh, as you say, harping well, about. Well, I... Apparently, you haven't been watching the news because McCarthy and a whole bunch of them have been saying it's unfair how this two-tier justice system where Hunter Biden goes free and they want to put Trump in jail for stealing classified documents. Well, in their mind, in their mind, everything is equal. Uh, You know, you, you should if you do something terrible to a Republican, you have to do something terrible to a Democrat at the same time. And that's not really how life works. Well, I, I I know what they're doing, and that and that is the point. They just the the I mean the Hunter Biden thing. They've they've never came up with something. They've been investigating it, and they haven't even found something that they can accuse him with. You know, I don't know. Not, not, I, not even charge him with. Rich, here's uh, the thing. I mean, it's it's hard to defend Hunter Biden because the guy's kind of a scumbag. All right. I mean, Rich, are we on the same page there? You're not going to go off and say that Hunter well, Biden's no, a really good dude, and we should all get off his case he, because he's done I mean, so much. Yeah, he's, and, he's he's been he's been a, a, a drug addict and everything, and he admitted, but he's not part of the administration. That's the thing. He's not. He's not. Therein you lies know, your he, point, because he's not yeah, a part he, of the administration. He, he's, he's a private citizen. Okay. All right. You know. Mm-hmm. And that, that that is that is the point. I mean, they. I mean, for some reason, they. they I don't know why they think that uh, this is going to affect Biden. I mean, it's it, it is his son, and he's going to do. You know, he defend. He's you know he's defended his son yeah. as best he could, uh, which I think about anybody would do. Well, it's like you say, he's not uh, part of the administration, but he is administration adjacent, and, well, and you know, yeah, it, it, so it's like a it's like the, a back door. Because the president is his father, right? And mm. Tiffany's father was president too. Rich, thanks very you much know. for calling, man. We appreciate your time today. If you'd like to call and chime in, two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred. You know, I think when it comes to Hunter Biden, his proximity to the president is somewhat toxic. I realize that it is the president's son, and he's never going to tell his boy, you can't be around me. But I think maybe having him at the dinner last night, for instance, at the White House, may not have been the best look. Some would argue Hunter Biden's presence at the White House 
and near his father at public events probably isn't the best base that the Biden administration could be putting out. Is that fair? Well, however, if if what they're trying to convey is that they don't think there actually is a scandal going on and that it's much ado about nothing, then having him at the dinner was actually a good idea because that kind of conveys that message. I see. We're not trying to hide anybody, and you know we're not trying to distance ourselves from Hunter Biden. I see. Because we don't think he did anything is what they're saying. All right. Well, th- there is also that side. I personally don't think that I, well, I try to put myself in, in somebody's shoes like that. There's never a time that I'm not going to want my son standing next to me. I'm not a, a politician at the same time. And there are many things I don't understand about politics, and maybe this is one of them. I know that politics is usually all about perception. I, and I, you've heard me say this a few times as well. Perception is reality. So if you're trying to allow people to perceive that Hunter Biden is no big deal, him being at the dinner last night is no big deal, then, yeah, I guess you do roll him out. Let's see, uh more instant messages here. Bruce, uh, he's talking about the theft of the uh, the flags. Yeah. He says, as Christians, we are called to respect the authority that God has placed above us, i.e. the government, regardless of our beliefs. What you are talking about is breaking the law. It is not okay. In, in the Bible, there, flags. In, in the Bible uh, there are passages that tell you to respect local authority uh, because it was... Uh, essentially put in place by God. And during the time of uh, George W. Bush, when he was president, we used to you know, get a lot of stories about him doing various things and saying various things that uh, were supposed to be funny. And we'd do the story, and somebody would call us up and say, well, you know, you're supposed to respect authority, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Barack Obama became president, and those same people did not call for eight years. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You know, there's there's a great deal of things that I just don't understand about politics. And at that level of government, yeah, people are people are not asking for my opinion, that's that's for sure. Fran in Boise says I like the real definition of the work or of the word pride. Too much can be bad for anyone. I like modesty. Pride is one of the seven deadly sins, is it not? And it goeth before a fall. And it's also a group of lions. Billy says uh, it's people like De Sanctimonious that espouses the hate. He doesn't even know the definition of woke. It is all about being divisive and raising money. That's DeSantis. Uh, he uses the uh, term that uh, Donald Trump has given him, De Sanctimonious. Yeah. If you'd like to call in, 208-336-3700, KBOI Newstime, 748. I'm sorry, 848. The Great One, Mark Levin, tonight at 7. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Eight fifty-four. I got to write this down. <laughs> Remember yesterday, I didn't know what time I was supposed to get out. I was out like 30 seconds early. I was oh, yeah. embarrassed. 
I hate it when that happens. Thank you. I wrote it down this time. Uh, we're glad you're with us today. Again, Mike Casper is out today. I'm Rick Worthington. It's Open Phones Friday. We'll take your calls if you like to chime in. 208-336-3700. 1-800-529-KBOI or pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Did you see that Arnold Schwarzenegger says he'd like to run for president? And he thinks he would win in 2024. However, I mean, there's this one thing. He's not allowed to run. He was born in Austria. Yeah. And you have to be born in the United States or in a U.S. territory or at least on some sort of U.S. soil, like at an air base, to be able to run for president in this country. Schwarzenegger is not eligible. Right. Could he run as governor of another of another state, though? Uh, yeah. Could you be governor he of just two has states to, in a lifetime? Uh, you just have to uh, be a resident. Uh, you know, Mitt Romney uh, has uh, run for office in Massachusetts and Utah. That's right. Yeah. And, and various other people have done that. Mitt Romney. Lillian. <laughs> Go for it, Chris. Lillian says... Uh, this is about the, the pride flags. I don't think anyone should make a display of sex, no matter what kind they like. There are plenty of shows and ads and billboards that are offensive. Isn't sex supposed to be a private matter? Uh, it is until publicly you are uh, treated differently because of sex or because of your uh preferences or your lifestyle or what you you know claim is natural whatever 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 your terms are i'm with you but as soon as that becomes an issue publicly it's no longer a private matter this one sent uh yesterday i listen to 670 a.m every morning i love casper and chris they're both intelligent insightful and interesting i feel improved by listening to them but this morning, you had Rick Worthington filling in. Why? Right. He's politically shallow. You have ears. You know what I'm talking about. I left and went to sports talk radio. Come on, guys. You could do better than this. That is from Pat. Thanks, Pat. We, we, we could talk about sports. Um, <laughs> this one's not signed. I, just, I, love, I love it. This one's not signed. It says the rainbow flag is a symbol which represents defiance to God. You will never get true Christians to rally under it. Christians will continue to love those who do, but don't ask us to rebel against God with you. And I've come to truly believe those who see hate and everything are actually the haters themselves. I seem to hear a little hatred this morning against the Christian right. I think that was talking about yesterday. No, I, I did say some, some things about that, but we'll get to it. KBY News Time. Be a part of the show at 336-3700 or toll-free 1-800-529-KBOI. Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. Mike Casper is out. You're stuck with Rick Worthington today. Only for another hour, though, and then uh, Monday as well, but we'll get through it. We'll take your calls at 208-336-3700, 1-800-529-KBOI, or pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Uh, there are a number of emails to get to today as well. I have I have a couple, and I know you have several as well, Chris. Mm-hmm. Laura says, uh, and this was in regard to a caller who was talking about how they took prayer out of schools, which they did about 60 years ago. 
Uh, Laura says, OMG, you can pray at school. There's an LDS seminary building within walking distance of every high school in the state. Pray away. Uh, I will insert there that, well, they're not on campus, so no. they're not at school. They're near school. Adjacent. The uh, the pride flag shows they have for the pride they have for one another, not that they hate, they hate straight people. All the other MAGAs fl- fly uh, uh, flags showing their hate of others, not that they love Trump. If it stopped at just uh, Trump... 2020 that works but when they add the f brandon uh confederacy nazi flags it's just another way of showing what they are not tolerant of that's from laura well tolerance is important as far as i'm concerned you know if we all had a little more tolerance you know maybe we wouldn't get so agitated and we can get along a little bit better but i mean what do i know but I, i'm an advocate for that you know i yeah. I, I feel like it, This is my truth, and I won't say this is for everyone, all right? I think government is done best when it includes everyone. Whites, blacks, brown people, gays, transgenders. Government is done best when everybody has a voice. That's inclusive. I think inclusivity is important. And it also allows you and I to understand better what's important to other people that don't look like me, don't always think like me. I think government is best done when everybody gets a voice. So when I hear people are stealing pride flags, I don't jump to, oh, well, that's. That's folks who are gay just trying to get some attention, stealing their own flags and claiming somebody else is stealing them. That's ridiculous. That's not what's going on. Is it possible? Yeah, it's, it, I concede it is possible. I find it highly unlikely. Here's an instant message. It's not signed, but it says hate is a human emotion. There is not a thing wrong with hate. Uh, it's, it's, it's not the hate itself necessarily that people, uh, are opposed to. It's acting upon it. If, if you decide that you dislike, disapprove of a particular group, now that's labeled as hate. It might not be, you might just disapprove of what they do, but if you act upon that and threaten various people or actually do something to various people of that group, whether they're guilty of, of what you think they are or not, that is the problem, is when you act upon it. Early yesterday morning, I got our first email of the day. It was direct, uh, directly addressed to my email. And it basically said, hey, Worthington, you're a jerk. <laughs> and this is an email that is a reply to that from Robin. It says, you're not a jerk. At least that's the title of it. it. says, you're not a jerk. Email says, well, maybe sometimes, but aren't we all? I think people beat up on you because... Anyone who listens to you knows how much you loathe Donald Trump. It's not a secret. We all get it. I would much rather hear you talk about the Broncos. Looking forward to football season. You're always part of my game day. Happy Thursday. That was from Robin. Thank you very much, Robin. I appreciate that. I am looking forward to game day as well. Jim writes in and says, To Worthington's concern about pride flags, how does he know who stole them? A few years ago in Portland, a similar complaint was found 
to be done by a gay activist wanting to bring attention. Early this year, a trans activist shot up a gay club in Colorado. The left blamed Christians, and the media never corrected them. Why would I be tired of this? Our church now has two trans bishops. They are rewriting scripture to suit their socialist agenda. I am not supporting this. So Jim has a lot going on. Yeah, Jim. Wow, there's a lot there. Uh, There was one guy who called up yesterday and... uh, uh, basically, I mean, the, the, it, it didn't seem like there was a conspiracy theory that he didn't uh, subscribe to. Yeah, there there was some there was some Q and, going on there. And so Frank wrote in, and all he said was, "What color is the sky in this guy's world?" Interesting question. Was it, who was he referring to? The, the caller, the, the guy who was calling oh, at I the time. I, I don't you. remember who what his name was. Got you. Uh, let's see. Uh, Jeff says, maybe not so much hate, but the lack of respect for others' belongings and ideas. Okay, and that's a possibility, too. And again, it, it doesn't. Your, your opinion doesn't show at all until you actually express it or act upon it. This email from Mary. When I pass Trump flags or Confederate flags, I instantly know that those folks hate liberals, hate our present president, and administration, and probably object to free choice for women on certain issues, probably object to certain freedoms for people on issues of sexuality, education, religion, and science, the media, etc. I know that although I am a centrist and an independent who left the Republican Party 20 years ago, and that I voted over those two years, or over those years, two to one for Republicans, I know for a certainty I would not be able to have a calm, intellectual conversation or friendship with the person flying those flags. And I know that I could have an intelligent, calm conversation with most LGBTQ friends. Over my years of teaching and as a writer and rancher and firefighter, I have many friends who are much further to the left than I am. And I have many friends who are more conservative than I am. But those conservative friends don't fly Confederate flags or Trump flags. There's an inherent amount of in-your-face aggressiveness implied with those flags. Most LGBTQ friends don't fly flags at all. It does feel a little in-your-face to fly flags that stand for separation of any kind. Mary, thanks very much. Yeah. I appreciate that. Uh... And Frank had another comment on that same phone call. He said, this can only be described as Trump-splaining. Trump-splaining. Which I think is a brand new term. Thank you, Frank. I haven't heard that one before. I did hear the some of the interview that he did with Fox. Uh, George writes in, he says, Rick, you can't weasel out of this. You started out spewing venom, MAGA people who follow what Trump says and then executes. Not exact words, but close enough. Bottom line, it is all simple. We stand against children being indoctrinated and mutilated. How does that have anything to do with a flag? Uh, well, he's talking about he's uh, anti-trans, basically, I because see. of the... I see. Still. Uh, uh, and yes, flying the pride flag at the White House front and center with two U.S. flags on each side is just uh, a big F.U. And yes, there are gays on the Internet who are so hateful stating they are totally against uh, LGBTQ. Hmm. So um, he's got a lot going on there, too, as well. Um, 
Yeah, indoctrinated. That's one of the things, indoctrination. There is the belief among a lot of people that the more you talk about uh, homosexuals or the more you talk about uh, gay issues or LGBTQ, anything that you might call an alternative uh, sexuality, uh, the more you talk about it, the more it talks people into participating in it. Now, I've never felt that way personally, uh, but that's what a lot of people believe, I, I guess. Uh, we we uh, at one point we were discussing this was several years ago we were discussing we were wondering do all these people who think you can be talked into being gay uh, is that because they could be talked into being gay yeah I don't because, buy that. because some of us just don't you know think it's going to happen but well, I, anyway I would like to be but, able but, to but the the the, uh, the the people who are generally in favor of gay issues and things like that they don't think it's just a behavior they, they think you're born that way and that's you know that's all there is to it so th- this is just basically the issue i have when we talk about trans issues i think you're still talking about issues of people the same as you're talking about women who wanted the right to vote the same as you're talking about people who are of color that want to have the same rights as other folks i think when you talk about people who are trans you're still talking about people people that should have the same rights as you and i i believe that now i can't tell you what to believe if you want to look at one group of people and say, you're not as important as others, I guess you can do that. Because that's that's where we live. You can do that if you want to. It's discriminatory. By definition, you think that one group of people is not as important as others. It's called discrimination. If that's you, you should look at that. Because that's a you problem. That's not a me problem. That's a you problem. If you want to be discriminatory. So when I look at trans issues, I look at them as people issues. But I do have an issue in one particular point, and I'll talk about that when we come back from the break. KBOI News Time is 917. Tonight at 10, it's Michael Knowles. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. It's 921. If you're on hold, we'll get to you in just a moment. The number to call, 208-336-3700. I've got a line open for you if you want it. 1-800-529-KBOI, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. When it comes to trans issues, there... There is one particular issue that I struggle with. I struggle with it because I'm the father of girls who are athletic, and I want to see my girls be able to succeed in women's sports. And it probably has to do with having been a jock my whole dang life and loving sports the way I do. I, I relate to my girls very well when it comes to sports. So when it comes to trans playing in women's sports... I have a difficult time accepting it, and I want to own that. I want to say that I don't understand the issue completely. 
I want to say at the same time, I have a heart for people who are trans and want to include them. I also don't want my daughter not able to play because they've been pushed out by someone who is trans. And that's, I'm guilty of that. I'm guilty. I feel that way. And at the same time, I know very well that is it is bigger than just my child being able to play whatever sport she wants to play. The inclusion of trans people is very important. And it's how we get to that big thing I was mm-hmm. talking about in the end where everyone's an, included. An issue just a few days ago about <laughs> somebody setting a new uh, NCAA swimming record. Yeah. A women's swimming record, and it was a transgender woman. And so th- there are several of the the uh, participants in swimming who don't want that rec- record to be recognized. I understand. And I mean, and, you know, and to to a certain extent, both sides have a point. Uh, you know, if if you were born, as far as they're concerned, if you were born a man and you're competing in women's sports, they don't think it's right. The other side is says, well, you know, I wasn't ever really a man. I was always a woman. Yeah. However, physically, you are different. But they point out everybody's physically different. Like, yeah. for instance, Brittany Griner, you know, the one that was detained in Russia for so long. She's about six foot nine, and uh, that's unusual for yeah. a woman, and, and she's very athletic. I hear it, and, and the argument has always been brought to, well, there's a genetic advantage. Say, well, yeah, LeBron James has a genetic advantage, too. He got tall. <laughs> yeah, he's like six he, foot eight. He's really good at basketball. Very much the, the guy who was genetic uh, trait. The, the guy, I, the, I don't have that. The guy who was uh, picked number one last night, uh, I will give him this. He's really great at basketball. But it's not his fault. He's seven foot four. That, that just happened. Go to the phones. 208-336-3700. Lee Joe from Payette. Thanks for calling us on KBOI this morning. How are you? Hey, good morning, Jeff. Good morning. Um, first off, in this whole discussion, debate, what have you, uh, in your news story about the uh, trans suing for their surgery, I... I know a lot of people don't feel like the public should pay for a cosmetic surgery to make a man a eunuch. Um, And that is obviously not medically necessary, but we have to remember that in the religion of the LMNOPs there, that is their sacrament. And we have to start treating this as a religion and this movement as a religion and respect it as a religion. And uh, this, uh, when people say, oh, this is a human rights issue and or something like that, understand the difference between a human right and a religious right. Because like you were saying earlier, they have, uh, you know, if somebody believes there's more than one gender or believes, you know, we keep talking about beliefs. Well, beliefs are religion. This is, this is a, a religious, this is a religion with a dogma of the way you have to believe and things that you have to accept that are against my religion. So it's another religion. It's trying to, you know, it's, a, it's trying to convert me from my religion to that religion. And it needs to be viewed as missionary work for their religion and should not be funded by the government. Uh, you know, those surgeries uh, for those two guys or for the inmate who just got their surgery paid for by me. Um, and going back to your point about 
competition in in sports, um, you know, there's men, there's women, and if we believe that there's more than one sex, then there needs to be a trans league. Let the trans league do their things. Let Title IX apply to uh, the trans sex as well as women and just keep them out of women's sports. It's easy once you decide that it's a religion to understand and where to draw the line on, on how and what the, the public should pay for or do or what the reaction should be when you, when you look at it as missionary work for their religion where the lines are and what lines are being crossed. Lee Joe, I, I have never heard it put in those terms as trans. Is it just trans or is it homosexuality that also plays into the same dogma that you're, you're discussing and religion? Uh, it's, it's the, it's the LMNOP religion. Yeah. It's that there's a whole, if you, if you just look at it as religion that is trying to fund itself with public money, then you realize that the line has been crossed that we are that you know if the, if it's preaching against my religion it must be another religion hmm. um and it, for and it just for starters and the the dogma you hear um the the things that you have to do or the things that you have to accept the things that you have to believe well it's fine for you to believe your religion and i will believe my religion and I will respect your human rights. I will not assault you, kill you, or attack you for what you believe. As long as you're not assaulting, killing, or attacking me for what I believe, I won't, you know, I won't, you can do your thing. Do not violate my rights. I won't violate your rights. You can believe your religion as long as you're not uh, violating a child's mm. rights or what have you. Sure. This this is how logically this is how this really is you have to identify that this is a religion of the self the religion of the self is the religion that lucifer preached in the beginning that you know i am the most important worship me and here comes a whole group of people worship what i believe worship you know believe that i am the greatest and 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 Lee Joe, I gotta let you go here because we gotta do news here at the bottom of the hour. We're already on it, so I gotta let you run. But that that's a really interesting concept. And I want to thank you very much for the call today. Thank you. KBY News Time is nine twenty nine. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KBOI. Nine thirty-six at News Talk KBOI. Mike Casper is out today. I'm Rick Worthington here with Chris Walton and waiting for your calls at two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred. Actually, phones are loaded right now, so we'll get right to it. Danny is up first. Thanks for calling us this morning. How are you? Hi, pretty good. How are you doing? Really good, thank you. Good. Um, I called yesterday. The guy that just talked, he he nailed it. Um, you know, this is not us against them. You know, that's how. Um, everybody wants to frame this and put everybody in more and more uh, extreme ends of the spectrum. And, um, you know, it's it's not about hate. Nobody really uh, hates the person. It's they, they don't like the ideology, okay? And the, the other guy that called and talked about uh, who, 
who's putting the flags up and who's taking them. Um, you know, that kind of gets glossed over, but um, I'm probably in the camp where uh, these people are putting the flags in um, real strategic places. Some places they're putting them on private property where they're not wanted, and then they're taking them down. And, um, you know, it really it really is a religion, just like the guy was saying. Um, you know, there there's two worldviews, and, you know, homosexuality and, and transgender, all this, these are uh, hallmarks of societies that have, have gone down, just like the Romans, okay? And Christians and, and most mainstream people are very loving people. They want... Uh, tolerance for everybody. If, if you want to do uh, whatever with whoever in your own bedroom, whatever it is, that's fine. Okay, as long as it, it's not in my face, you know. Don't ask me to celebrate and uh, you know and, and act like it's uh, just a normal thing, because uh, I think even uh, most. Uh, transgender people would not want their kids to go down that path. And, um, you know, it, it's just, I, I'm, I'm really tired of the um, uh, of the polarization that the media uh, wants to create. You know, they, they keep beating this drum that if you don't embrace and celebrate these lifestyles and, and these choices, uh, if you don't want to uh, pony up and pay for them, uh, then you're a hater. Well, Danny, come you on know, now. If you want to take... Danny, hang on. Let, let's call right. it the way it is. I mean, you want to call them those people. I'm saying they are people. They're they just are people. people and, that's and they fine. deserve and the same rights as you. There's no disagreement with that. Okay. Okay, there's no disagreement, but... Uh, and and if, if those people go to, a, a tra if a transgender person goes to a church, he's going to get love and acceptance. They're not going to agree with their lifestyle. They're not going to want their kids in the same bathroom. Uh, but the, people would bend over backwards to show them love. And the media wants to put, make it a us against them thing. You know, it's, it's divide and conquer. It's the same philosophy that, that's been in place for a long well, time. Uh, let me and, just assure you, though, Danny, there isn't anything that we're doing here that's trying to divide people. I mean, yeah, and, and you, I, you're saying that, that's you're not saying I'm a hater. No, if, if, if someone shouldn't. puts a flag, I'm if someone puts a flag on my property and I take it down, then I'm a hater, and I'm not. I don't think that's what we're saying, man. You kind of, that's what I'm getting from this. You, do, you keep saying, I don't understand the hate. How do you know what the motivation of someone that takes that flag down, or even who is taking those flags down? Danny, I, I own that, man. I'm, I'm owning that 100%. I'm okay. telling you, I don't understand the hate. But I, also I don't either. I, I don't like hate. That that and, and if, but just because I disagree with someone's agenda, and I, if I disagree with them wanting to turn my kids and mutilate them, then I'm a hater. 
I don't. I'm, I'm tired of that type of attitude, and that's kind of the what I'm kind of getting from all this. All right. from, from Danny, thanks very much for the phone call today. Okay. I do appreciate yeah. it when you call in. You know, okay. I, I see where you're going, and I'm not calling you a hater. I'm not. I'm saying some of the things you're saying doesn't sound like you're being very inclusive, but then you say you are. So, I mean, I want to take you at your word. I really do. Gene in Boise writes in and says, regarding your caller, Lee Joe, who says it's easy to understand LGBTQ, which he referred to as LMNOP, if you consider it a religion, that would be great. If it were a religion, which it isn't, would Lee Joe's brain break if he tried to consider it something other than a religion like a natural phenomenon? It probably would break his brain because he seems to be one of those who can't understand anything he doesn't feel personally. That was from Gene. Kent, thanks very much for the phone call today in Boise. Kent, you're on with us on KBOI. How are you? Hey, good. Good morning, gentlemen. Hey, Rick, just real quick, I thought... um you gave a real good uh, um, speech there on on uh, and a reasoned speech on um, uh, trans athletes before the news break. Yes, sir. Um, so I I was really shaking my head about it um, um, a handful of years ago, and then our daughter was a Division One athlete, um, uh, not here in the state, but but outside and. Um, she actually wrote an op-ed that the Statesman published, you know, kind of in support and and sort of advocating for open-mindedness about this issue because it's mm-hmm. so complex. It's such a difficult topic. And, um, you know, I learned a lot just from her position on it. And I know, and we all know it's a very sensitive topic, but um, – her take on it was that we're just kind of getting off the ground with this very difficult, difficult social issue, especially with regard to um, athletics. And the NC2A does, and I don't know about high school sports and, and, and other youth, youth organizations, but definitely the NC2A already has rules and um, ways to deal with um, trans athletes, mm-hmm. and it doesn't mean doesn't mean the rules are going to stay the same way they are now, five years from now or ten years from now, because it is really kind of a new topic. Yeah. And yeah. so, I think that I, I'll just real quickly end by saying um, that I think we need to try to avoid binarization of these very complex topics. Let the experts kind of do their thing and be supportive of people that are kind of um, going through this and yeah. her take really helped me out. So, and I, I just, great, I just thought yeah. what you said was good and it made me think about that. I appreciate that. Yeah. I, I struggle with it and I just want to be honest with everybody about it. I want inclusion, but when it comes to my kid, I want to see them play. It's just, right, it's hard, right. man. It's hard. I appreciate that call. Thank you very much, Kent. Jen writes in and says, so I'm a 50-year-old Mexican-American woman born in Idaho, two Mexicans, one legal, one illegal. Once I had children and our own business in Meridian, I've turned very Republican. I don't feel safe in my own party. I would never knock on a Trumper's door for gas if I ran out up the street, 
my color would trigger their right to bear arms. One of our sons is very light and has had a different experience than our darker son in a local high school. Your callers claim tolerance in religion, but in reality they are not. I live it every day. That's from Jen. Thank I've you, got Jen. another line open if you want in today. 208-336-3700. Last segment of the program coming up after this. KBUI News Time is 946. Remember, if you missed any part of Casper and Chris this morning, check out their podcast on the KBOI app or on KBOI.com. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Friday morning, 9.50. Glad you're with us on News Talk KBOI. Rick Worthington in for Mike Casper today, who will be back on Tuesday. Going to do my best to get everybody in here. We're going to start with Steve. From Caldwell. Steve, thanks very much for calling us on KBOI. Hey, thank you. Good morning. Hey, you had a really, Rick, you had a really great uh, take before you went to break about trans athletes. It really was thought-provoking. But what happened was that thought-provoking was actually created a question in my head that I don't know that I've ever really heard anyone address. So I was wondering what what your take is on this. So why do you believe there is a separate category in sports for women? I don't know that I believe there is a separate category in sports well, for women. I mean, I'm, I'm saying there's 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 men's sports right now and there's women's sports right now. And we're we're being told that we have trans athletes and trans athletes can play in women's sports. But we're also being told that trans athletes can play in men's sports, we just don't see it, right? We, we right. don't see as much of that because no, we know that it, we I know guess. that there is inequality in men's and women's sports. We can accept that because we see that on the court. But we I see that on the field. He's asking a slightly deeper question, which is why do we have women compete only against women and men compete only against men? Yeah, what's the, what's the evolution of that? Why, why was I a see. separation created? Wow. Well, if, you, if you go back to ancient Greece, it was just uh, men competing, and the women weren't even allowed to watch or be there. They were supposed to do other things. And then when women right. decided they wanted to play sports as well, uh, I think there were simply you know men who said, well, that's great. You have your own teams, and don't bother us. So do you, do you think it's about just you do your own thing still? I mean, if there's not necessarily NCAA part of it has to do mine and other things that are separating men with, and women into different with those who uh, yeah, with those who are more like with those who are more numerically inclined, they can worry about things like uh, uh, records and things like that, because, you know, like, for instance, in every individual sport where it's measured by distance uh, or time, uh, the records are held by men the, uh, the, Then the women have their own records that are usually slightly inferior to that. Uh, but. You know, to, to people who just like, for instance, uh, people go out and play golf and they play men against women. You know, if you're going to play, uh, if you're in, in NASCAR, I mean, there's no women's division. Everybody just drives a car. Uh, horse racing, same way. Everybody just does that. So, I mean, I right. wish I so could play you, off the Reds. I'm not going to lie. If so I could I, swing off the Reds it. every time, I'd be a much happier person. <laughs> hey, Steve, so I, I, I want to address. You brought the, up a great point with NASCAR because I don't know that there is a physical advantage male or female behind the wheel of a car i agree i agree steve i think the bigger question for me and and by the way i I very much appreciate the phone call and you asking for my opinion 
if I look into my heart of hearts, yeah, I want to see my kid play. But I also understand that the bigger issue of inclusion is way bigger, way bigger than my child getting to play. And I think we all have to look at it that way. I'm not telling you you have to. I'm saying for me, it's it will be hard to see my child not have an opportunity to play. At the same time, it would be just as hard if it was another girl that was taking her spot as opposed to a trans athlete. Inclusion is important, and I think we, we need to get there. Jim, a boy, she says, homosexuality has been a human trait since at least biblical times, as indicated by Leviticus, Romans, or the Genesis story of Sodom and Gomorrah. This leads me to believe that homosexuality is a common human trait, a deviation from the norm, but a significant one, with estimates that up to 8 to 9% of the population are included. Jesus did not condemn them and would not, I think. That's Jim Boise. Yeah, it's a, it's a really big issue, and I know we can't understand it in just, you know, a couple of hours of us sitting down and talking about it, but trans issues are issues about people. Trans issues are, at the heart of it, issues about people. And I think people need to be treated equally. I, I really do believe this, and I, I'm just going to make this last point before we get done for the day. We're better off. Government is better off. Your business is better off when everyone at the table gets a voice, whether it's men or women or people of color or people who are of a different sexual preference, trans included. When everybody has a voice, things are better, generally speaking, and I I believe that. You may not believe that. That's up to you. We're done. Have a great day.